Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Badley. On today's episode, Joshua explains exactly how we change our reality. And it's not the way we think. We always think that if there's something not going the way we want it to go, we have to do something or effort and struggle. But actually, that's not it at all. And I think how it actually works will surprise you. You might have to listen to this episode a couple of times. But uh, in this episode is the clear way to alter our reality. Of course, we have to think about it a little bit differently. And Joshua explains this all. So listen to it all the way through, because by the end of it, the very end of it, you'll understand how this works. So I think it's going to be a very exciting episode. Uh, before we get going, we have a new Ascension Experience program starting on July 11th. There'll be people all over the world going through it. And no matter where you are on the planet, you can join. We do it through Zoom. If you go to theteachingsofjoshua.com, you'll see under the Ascension Experience all the different courses. You might want to start with alignment, or you might find one of the first, say, six or so that are interesting to you. It's better to start off at the very more of the beginning ones because they all lead into the next one. But you could just bop around, and of course, you can take every course over. Once you're in a course, you can take it over as many times as you like, and every course is guaranteed. If you'd like to talk to me about it, just send me an email to garybodley at gmail. Uh, gmail uh, garybodley at gmail.com, and we'll get together and have a little chat, and I'll explain the whole thing to you. But it is fascinating, and we're getting the first group that started this about a year and a half ago. They're coming to the last course. They're finishing the Freedom Course now, and the last course is deliberate creation, which they'll be starting on January 11th too. So it really is a fascinating thing. There's nothing else like this. So take a look at that. And if you want to talk to me, let me know. Also, please remember to like and subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends and leave a review and all that wonderful stuff that you do. We really appreciate everything you do to help this uh, podcast grow. So without any further ado, let's get going. We're thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. So there's aspects of yourself that you are not aware of. There's aspects of other people you are not aware of. You can't see the truth of who everyone is. You can't see the truth of who you are. It doesn't matter. There's an echo going on. And this is reverberating to enhance exactly what we're saying. What we're saying is, until you hear that reverberation, that presence that's coming to you in your reality, that you're attracting as a reflection of who you are, you can't see it. You can't see it because you're looking off into a different direction. You're looking into the direction of what if? What if this was to happen? And this is done in the state of duality. What if this good thing was going to happen? And what if this bad thing was going to happen? And so you're not present with who you are, with who anyone else is, or even with your entire reality. You're not present because you're distracting yourselves from what you want to happen, your preferences, your desires, your ideals, your attachment to outcomes, and what you don't want to happen, all your fears, all your limiting beliefs of loss and rejection and failure. You're distracting yourself from who you truly are by perceiving that your outside reality is separate from you. And of course, you know that it isn't. Your reality is a reflection of you. It is you. It's how you relate to yourself from your relationship to all the other things in this reality, the people in your reality, the things in your reality, the events that are happening in your world. All of this is how you relate to the reality that seems to be separate from you. But if you knew that reality was you, if you knew that everything in that reality was an aspect of you showing yourself to yourself, reverberating 
out from you, whatever your vibration is and beaming it back to you. You would know that if you're frustrated, well, you're relating to that subject of your frustration from the perception of a victimhood in duality. You wishing that subject of your frustration could change by itself so that you would not feel frustrated because frustration is not a feeling you enjoy. It's a feeling you label as bad or wrong. But the frustration itself is how you are seeing everything in your reality. It's how you are seeing it. You're seeing it from a frustrated point of view. It's not the subject that's frustrating you. It's your inability to understand the subject from the higher perspective, from the perspective of who you truly are. So if you want things to be different than they are, whether that's good or controlling away the bad, you're not seeing your reality because you are looking off into a different direction. You're not paying attention to what's actually happening. So how the universe and how your inner self and how the system of physical reality works is that you are shown your areas of limitation, of fear, of limiting beliefs by those things that you think aren't going well, those things that you don't want to happen, those things that you're trying to push away or trying to control, or trying to make different than they are in order to achieve some ideal. That ideal could be a new relationship, better health, better finances, whatever it is, that ideal can only be established in a state of duality. In neutrality, you understand the ideal exists now. In this moment, everything is ideal. Everything is perfect. Everything is right. In duality, everything could be better or could be worse. And this is what's distracting you from who you truly are. Now, to get to a state of neutrality would be to understand perfectly who you are. Yet, because you have limiting beliefs that are formed by your experiences and brought in with you from previous incarnations, you will always have a residual of not knowing who you are. You will never come to completely understanding who you are because this is the eternal journey. You never want to get there because that would mean your journey would be over. Since you're eternal, the journey itself is what everything is all about. On this journey of self-discovery, you can go in ease and joy and have fun and have experiences that are, are delightful and enjoyable. And no negative experience need happen because your perception of negative is the only thing that's making it negative. And you say, oh, Joshua, if someone crashes into my car, that's a bad thing. If someone steals $100 from me, that's a bad thing. If I get an unexpected check in the mail, that's a good thing. If someone compliments me, that's a good thing. And we say, none of it is good or bad. It's all based on your perception of it or your judgment of it. In duality, things are perceived as good and bad, right and wrong, better or worse. Therefore, you're always chasing the better. The better is the infinite thing that you're chasing, but it's a distraction. In neutrality, there is no better or worse. It is perfect. You can't get better than perfect. If it's perfect, it can't get worse. There can be nothing worse than equal perfection of everything in your life. Now, we understand this is a hard concept to follow, but once you understand this concept, everything will get easier. Now, you'll never fully get to neutrality because to get to full neutrality, you would have to eliminate all your limiting beliefs. And since your limiting beliefs have been attracted to you, they will always be with you. But it doesn't mean they need to limit you because the only limiting aspects of limiting beliefs come when you receive inspiration and the fear is too great to push past. 
we want to tell you that anytime you receive inspiration, there's always some action you can do, some small action you can take in the moment, and that there is no possibility that you cannot take this action. It doesn't matter where you find yourself. There is no possibility that you will receive inspiration and not be able to take some action. Therefore, you are always free, free to do whatever you need to do. What you need to do is take a little action. You always will have everything you need, an abundance of everything you need to do what you need to do. What you need to do is take a little action. Take a little action, go through that experience, expand through that experience, come to a higher vibrational level and be receptive for a higher vibrational thought or idea coming through from source, from your inner self as inspiration. This is the journey of self-discovery. This is how you get to know who you are. This is how you get everything you truly want. This is how everything you think you want that will be of benefit to you will come to you. By not acting because you perceive yourself to be limited or lacking in some way is the illusion, is your self-imposed limitations. Free yourself from your self-imposed limitations by just remembering that in the moment of inspiration, you have everything you need to act on that inspiration, all the freedom, all the abundance, every single thing you need. If you think you want something else to happen before you take action, you're making that up. You're choosing a limited perspective. You're sticking in duality. If you can move to this intellectual idea of neutrality and realize that in that space, the fear has no effect over you. The fear has no control over you. The fear means nothing. The fear can always be pushed past every single time. If you can't push past the fear to act on what you're inspired to do, well, the limiting belief is a bit too strong and you can process it. If you can't push past the fear to act the way you think it should happen, or you don't have the time, you don't have the money, you're lacking something, then that action is not the inspired action. The inspired action will always be available to you in the moment. So think a little bit smaller on those little action steps and just take the little step that's in front of you and everything you truly want will come as a result of that. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? Hi, Joshua. This is Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi. This is exactly what I was going to ask you. I wanted to ask you about. It was the state of nervousness sometimes in a public situation and how to, when you feel like you can't access an inspired action in the moment and you fear that you are simply acting on urge and you don't have the time to process a limiting belief in the moment. So give us an example where you might find yourself nervous. Could be at a party and you're ner and someone makes you nervous. And how would they actually make you nervous? What would they say oh, or do? I don't, uh, I guess that's true. Maybe just the, the, the circumstances or the vibe of the party makes, just makes your, makes my body sometimes like a little yeah, yucky, jiggity. If you think about that feeling of nervousness, and compared to a feeling of excitement, is there any real difference? Not much, except it somehow doesn't feel that good. Let's imagine that you're going to go on a roller coaster. And it's a new roller coaster you've never been on. You love roller coasters, just like you love parties. And so in the line, you're watching the people get on and you're seeing how high it goes and how fast it goes and all the turns and everything. 
and you feel a bit nervous. The person standing right next to you feels excited. Is there really a difference between those two feelings? And we'll say the only difference is one person is in a bit of resistance and the other person is in a bit of love. One person's in a bit of fear and the other person's in a bit of joy. Now, depending on the intensity of that emotion of nervousness or excitement is dependent on your belief system, your mental construct and how you're feeling in the moment. You could be feeling so nervous that you actually get out of line and don't get on the roller coaster. You could feel so excited that you might pay people to get in front of them in line. That is always from the mental construct, always from the set of beliefs, empowering and limiting. It's likely that the person who's very excited to go on the roller coaster, who's never been on this one before, has a high degree of confidence in this arena. They've done it before. They know they've always come out the other end fine. They've had these experiences. They get giddy at the end. The person who's feeling a bit nervous may not have had as much experience with this and therefore is less confident in this situation. Yet, if you came to realize that those two feelings are exactly the same, it's just the perception of the individual or the perspective is a bit different. One person has a higher perspective simply because they've had other experiences that have led them to a feeling of confidence. And maybe the first person who's feeling a bit anxious hasn't had enough of those experiences, hasn't gone through enough of those situations, come out the other side and gain clarity and confidence. So anytime you're feeling a bit nervous, all you have to say is, I have just not had enough experience in this. Now, wherever you are, you know, you know that you almost every experience you've had, you've had something similar before. You've gone into first grade and you may have been a, a bit nervous then, but you met all your friends and your teachers and you had a fine time and, and there was nothing too troubling about first grade. And then you went into high school and as a ninth grader coming in, you think, oh, this is all new, this is big. And you feel a bit of nervousness. And then you might've spoken in public or performed something and always that little bit of nervousness is there. But there's something in your life that you've done enough of and you could draw on those experiences and say, this is really no difference than these other experiences I've had before where I've come out the other side of it pleasantly surprised. Enjoy meeting new people, having new experiences, having new fun, things like that. So anytime you feel that bit of nervousness, just remind yourself that this is very similar to the feeling of excitement. And had you had this experience enough times, that feeling of excitement and nervousness comes to a level feeling of calm, you see? Because the feeling of excitement then is this higher level distraction. Oh, I'm gonna go to this party and I'm gonna meet the love of my life. And this is why I'm so excited to be there or meet all these new people who are going to like me and I have all these new friends. So one person's in, in anticipation and they're feeling excitement, but by the end of the party, when they didn't meet the person of their dreams or all these new friends, they could feel disappointment. The person who's nervous, who has lower expectations can go in there and basically anything could happen and they'll come out of the party going, that's a relief, everything worked out fine, I had a good time, you see? So in the middle between those two is a state of calm, ease, harmony, peace, love neutrality. 
when you're up or down on this scale, excited or nervous, you're being dualistic, not neutral. As you can bring yourself into neutrality saying, there is no right. This is the perfect situation. I have no attachment to outcome, no preferences, no desires, and no ideals in my head about what this should be. I'm gonna be open to this experience and neutral the entire time. I don't know if I'm gonna have a good time or a bad time. I don't know if it's gonna meet people or not people, meet people. I don't know if I'm gonna be the belle of the party or embarrass myself. I don't know. Let's see what happens. <laughs> so now you get to this equal state and now you're receptive. You're not out of alignment because even the person who's excited is a bit out of alignment. They're a bit too much. They're wanting things to happen. They're wanting the fruition of their ideal outcome to manifest at this party. So it's just as distracting to be overly excited as overly nervous because it's a state of duality. Yeah. Bring it all down, bring it to the middle, that horizon line there, the most neutral state of being, and then you're open to inspiration in the moment because you're not distracted. Almost like a rainbow, it sounds like. <laughs> like that level of calm. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. We would say that the rainbow is seen by you as a good thing because you're seeing something that's from your perspective beautiful, that is not normally seen, that seems to have a glitch in the matrix. How is this multicolored stripe in the sky that we know is not there? It's just a reflection of light waves coming through vapor and cast this interesting dispersion of light that I can see from this perspective. Anytime you see anything from a higher perspective, it's going to seem beautiful to you. Anytime you look at anything from a limited perspective, it's going to seem ugly to you. If you can go to that perspective of neutrality, it's all perfect, then everything suddenly gets beautiful. Excellent. Thank you. Who's next? I am Joshua. Oh, Jessica. Jessica. Oh, Jen, thanks. Real quick. Um, Joshua, on the, uh, this week's material in the Freedom Ascension segment, it said that um, gravity is the glue that holds the universe together. Well, we would say so, consciousness is the glue that holds everything together. Okay, good. Yeah, because I was Gra just wondering- Gravity is the glue that holds you on this planet. Exactly, the physical reality. Okay, so that Gravity was holds question. the planets in their positions, move, mm -hmm. even though they're moving. Gravity yeah. is a aspect of physical reality, such as time and space. Gravity is just a component of the mechanism mm -hmm. of physical reality, but mm -hmm. consciousness is the glue that holds it all together. Got you. That's it. That's all I wanted to clarify. You go, Jen. Thank you so much. Cool. All right. Let's see if I can let this come through me. This is um, something I wrote in my morning practice, which was appreciation for all the expanding universe is showing me. And then I wrote question mark once to show me. And so the question I think is, does consciousness itself have any actual desire beyond expansion? Like, what am I trying? I mean, that's the question and you can just talk. 
the desire of consciousness is to know itself. Expansion is the process by which consciousness knows itself. So the universe is set up for expansion. Therefore, consciousness is on a train ride to knowing itself. With every experience, you expand the awareness of who you are. Right. So this question that came into me of like, does what the, what the universe wants to show me, like, is there, does consciousness have any desire? So the universe is the mechanism, much like the roller coaster, the, the universe would be the tracks and the car and the mechanics that pull it along. It's this creation for the thrill of the ride. So the ride would be the consciousness or the ride would be the expansion of the consciousness and the people in the car would be the consciousness. So imagine you're in a roller coaster. You're the only one on the car and the roller coaster starts. The mechanism of that is beyond your control. It's just going to take its course. You don't need to control any of the mechanism of it. You don't want to go off course or jump the tracks or any of these things. You want to take this ride. Now, from your perspective as a human, you can be in total fear of this ride, thinking it's taking you to your somewhere you don't want to go. Or you could be joyfully going on the ride, looking at all the sights and feeling the feelings you're feeling while on the ride. Feelings that you could not feel if you weren't on that ride. While you're in line, you're not feeling the same feelings that you're feeling on the ride. So think of non-physical as in line, waiting in line to go on the ride, and physical reality is the ride. Based in your perspective about who you are as a roller coaster rider, you can clutch it and be in fear the whole time, but you're going to come off the ride and you're going to be it's going to be fine and you'll get off the ride and you'll go back in line. Or you could be having the time of your life on that ride, knowing to yourself that this ride is for a short time. It's purposely going to be up and down and thrilling, and you can lean into the thrill of it. But either way, you're going to expand as a experience of the ride. The experience is going to cause expansion. So how are you on your roller coaster of life? Are you enjoying every aspect of the thrill of it? Or are you clutching to where you are, ho hoping that the roller coaster will go slower so that you can feel more safe? <laughs> the mechanism of physical reality is going to move you along so that you will have expansive experiences. You can resist those experiences, and to an extent, you can say no. You get invited to a party and say, no, I just want to stay home and watch TV. You can slow down the ride, you think, but then a manifestation event's going to happen because the expansion that you intended prior to your birth is going to occur. You're either going to go with the flow of this and enjoy every moment of it because this is your intention, or you're going to face manifestation events that point out the limiting beliefs that are causing you to try and go slower. Mm -hmm. Who you are is an explorer. You want to explore. You want to explore eternally. You don't want to come to any conclusion, but while you're here exploring, you want to explore in joy. You don't want to explore in fear. 
most of the population is in fear simply because they don't realize they're explorers and they're the creators of the reality and this whole entire reality is them and then they're coming for this expansive experience they're all going to get an expansive experience you cannot be in physical reality not for 10 seconds without having expansive experience how you choose to perceive yourself during that experience will create either fear or joy in your life. Now, those of you who are listening to this and who are paying attention to these teachings have had a lot of roller coaster rides, and you're very excited to be here, and you very much wanted to be on this ride. And you built the roller coaster prior to your birth, and you're on that roller coaster now. You designed the whole thing from a non-physical, infinitely intelligent perspective. Your roller coaster ride was designed for you. Yet you wish from your human perspective, it was slower or faster or different than it is. If you could just understand that this ride is only for a brief time, a blink of an eye, and lean into it fully, you'll get an expansive experience based in love and joy rather than an expansive experience that's full of doubt and limitation and disappointment and frustration and suffering. This mechanism is perfect. It provides you with everything you need when you need it. Everything you need. Remember, it's just vibrational. You think that's a wall or that's a tree or that's the floor or that's the ceiling. It's all vibrations. You're interpreting the vibration through your physical senses the vibrations are conforming to your set of beliefs. If your beliefs are limited, you're going to perceive your conditions differently than if your beliefs are more empowering. If you're highly dualistic, if you are holding on to ideals and outcomes and desires and preferences and wishing things would go better for you, it's going to be a bumpy ride because you're not perceiving the reality. So those of you who are here now set the intention to come to discover how this physical system works so that you can expand in joy. Now, understanding how the physical system works, the mechanism of physical reality, and who you are from an intellectual perspective, the creator of your reality, you now have a new mental construct and a completely new and more empowering perception of yourself and your reality. This means your vibration has risen from that. You have high emotional sensitivity, you have talents and attributes, and you have empathic abilities waiting to come online once you get to a certain vibrational state. These all assist you in accelerating your journey of self-discovery while in this lifetime to come to a point where, at least intellectually, you understand who you are. Now, you will never fully understand who you are because that's an eternal journey. But wouldn't it make it interesting to approach this life from the perspective of pure love and neutrality and understanding and put all those fears in their place because they're all the illusion? Wouldn't that be more enjoyable? Well, that's why you're here. That's why you're all here. And that's why those of you who are listening to this at a later date, whether it's next week or next year or 100 years from now, this is why you have found these teachings. Because of that pre-birth intention, that vibration of understanding, of wanting to know how it works and who you are, brought forth us through Gary to show our perspective. Never before 
have so many people been open to the idea that there could be another approach to life. There could be the basis of, the, of this physical mechanism is perfection, that everything is right and there is no wrong, that everything is happening for you and nothing possibly can happen to you. Never before have so many people come to a point of understanding that possibly this could be true and that possibly the programming of imperfection, of self-improvement, of trying to make things better than they are, is the thing that's causing all resistance. And suffering, yeah. All suffering, all discontentment, all dissatisfaction, all effort and struggle. That one idea, that one belief of imperfection, I'm imperfect, you're imperfect, the whole world's imperfect. Mm -hmm. If you replace that with the idea that I'm perfect because I'm sourced from love and love is perfect and I'm simply here on a journey of self-discovery, discovering myself in my own way, in my own reality, without the possibility of affecting you, your reality or creating your reality, that the mechanism is perfect, that everyone else is on their journey perfectly, that there is no imperfection anywhere, that there's no luck, nothing random, everything is working out perfectly, that you're not the victim, you are the creator, simply adopting that perspective, even if you don't believe it, but if you can intellectually understand it, that raises your vibration because there's less resistance in that. That allows you to receive inspiration. That allows you to assess the fear that pops up when you're inspired. The new definition of freedom and abundance lets you know that you can do anything you're inspired to do in the moment. And if you can't do it, that's not the inspiration. And if you don't do it, that's just fear. So all possibilities are available to you. From this new perspective, then, you are still expanding, but you're expanding at an exponential rate. But you'll never expand too fast because you'll always bump up against some fear that you're not willing to process yet or some limiting, core limiting belief that you're not willing to process. So it's always perfect. Now, if you could just ease up on the brakes on that roller coaster ride, you can go a little faster and that will be more exciting until it goes too fast and that's too scary. So even the process and the rate at which you travel your journey of self-discovery is perfect for you. It'll always be perfect. It can't be anything other than perfect. This is how the whole system was designed. This is how you were designed. This is the most fun, exciting thing that you could ever do is be in this life at this time. Hmm. Never been more abundance, never been more technology, never been more freedom, never been able to do what you can do now until this time. And what you're able to do now, the only thing that's different is that you're able to think differently, to believe different things, to choose your beliefs and therefore choose your perspective. Choose your own perception of reality, one that works for you, one that brings you joy. And that's why we're here. Right. And so, and that, that pre-birth intention of each individual who, who are facets of all that is, is the desire of all that is, is the, does that make sense? To know, to know oneself <laughs> is to know all that is is how all that is knows itself. Knows itself. The design of the system allows each individual 
to know itself a bit better, which adds to the knowing of all that is. Right. Got it. Now, <laughs> two weeks from now, the conditions will be different. And mm -hmm. everyone on the planet will have a different experience. <laughs> and all those experiences are brand new, have never been experienced before. Right. So two weeks from now will be a Friday. Everyone on the planet will have a brand new experience on that day. Eight billion new experiences on that day added to all that is. Without those experiences, there'd be no expansion. Now, of course, there's that many experiences the day before and the day before and the day before and the day before and the day after and the day after and the day after. And many, many, many times a day per individual. Mm -hmm. And that's just humans. Think of all life, all consciousness, all planets, all civilizations. All of it is adding to it all at the same time. And it's all happening simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the system. Right. And it's perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Who's that? Joshua, Joshua, do you have any tips on how to like rebalance from the flood of entering into that fear? Like anything to smooth it out in our bodies? It's so crazy how it just like floods over and takes over our whole physical being. Depending on where you are, we would say, okay, you're feeling this fear. It's based on a limiting belief. You can process the limiting beliefs. Or you can look at it from a higher perspective. But generally what people are doing in the early stages of this is trying to mitigate that fear, trying to mitigate the negative emotion. So they process the limiting beliefs, use the manifestation event form, feel a bit better, raise their vibration, and soften that emotion. Or in the moment, they'll choose a higher perspective. And this is wonderful because they're not acting on an urge to control the conditions. That is the optimal place to start. But as you go along in this work, you have to realize that by pretending that an emotion is negative, you're living as a victim in duality. This is the basis of all fear and all negative emotion. If you weren't living in duality, you could not feel negative emotion. You could not feel positive emotion either. Now, the reason you can't feel negative or positive, because those are labels. There would be no label in neutrality. It'd be impossible to say that this is better than that in neutrality, because that's an only an aspect of duality. In neutrality, you would just feel the emotion without ever wanting it to go away, because you so, couldn't label it as bad. So we can just apply the same like zero choice point to the feeling that is inside of us as a result of the flood of fear well you're not at the neutral state yet so you're labeling that as fear mm -hmm. but you understand that that is triggered by a limiting belief so you know that okay well it isn't the situation it's that limiting belief without the limiting belief there could be no fear so it's a limiting belief that's all you have to know nothing bad is happening it's just the limiting beliefs being triggered Imagine if you didn't have the limiting belief and still felt that emotion. It wouldn't mean anything. It would have no meaning to it. Therefore, that emotion would not be negative. You're so used to labeling emotions that you think this fear feeling is bad. What if that exact same emotion was actually good? You're used to avoiding it and pushing it away and suppressing it and numbing yourself so you don't feel it and avoiding it and distracting yourself so you don't feel it. 
What if all you wanted to do was feel it? Now, the interesting thing about neutrality is as you get closer to neutrality, you become even more highly sensitive. Now, imagine if you ever reached the point of neutrality, you would be so sensitive to every single feeling. You would feel every feeling fully. Now, from your human perspective, you say, I would never want to be there because I already feel too much. But we promise you, you came for these feelings and your inner self is feeling everything that you're feeling. Yet somehow your inner self doesn't lose focus because your inner self is neutral and loves the feelings, loves those feelings and could not feel those feelings without your experience. So this is the benefit you offer your inner self and all non-physical. You get to have these feelings, but you're the only one judging it. No one in the non-physical is judging it. They just enjoy that feeling because that feeling is love. It's all love. Every feeling is love. You yeah, want to say, when I look at my baby, that feeling is love. And when I look at my husband and he's nice to me, that feeling is love. And when I look at my husband and he's not nice to me, that's not love. And when I get scared because someone cut me off in traffic, that feeling is not love. But the only feelings there are, are love because the only thing that exists is love. Everything else that is not love is only your judgment of it from your perception of reality based in victimhood and duality. Nothing wrong with that. You're allowed to judge whatever you want to judge. But we promise you, every feeling is love. And you want to feel the entire range of those feelings, the entire spectrum. If you were ever to reach neutrality, you would feel everything incredibly intensely unbelievably intensely and you would all recognize it as simply the emotion of love that's what love is all of these feelings put together so our tip is process your limiting beliefs look at it from a higher perspective but remember you're trying to get rid of the feeling of love as you do this work more and more and more sit with that feeling realize it's not doing anything it's not actually hurting you Think about that feeling. Could this be the feeling of love? Think about the feeling you've most felt of love your entire life, where you've labeled that as a good feeling of love. And see if it's that different, if that feeling is really that different. And if you practice this, sitting with those emotions without distracting yourself, you're going to get better and better and better and realizing that there's not that much difference. Crazy. Okay, I'll try it. Excellent. Who's next? I would go. Please. <laughs> Absolutely, Audrey. Yes, maybe you have uh, already answered that, but what's the difference between intuition and inspiration when it's time to act? Well, we would say that empathic abilities are all a form of knowing. Intuition would be the sense of knowing without having any evidence or guidance that was physical. Intuition is an empathic, non-physical sensation sense is you just know that that's the right thing or you just know that's not for you before the thing even starts or while the thing is happening without any empirical evidence you might have the intuition that you need to go into that store and speak to the person at the counter you don't know why 
but you also might have the inspiration to go there. The inspiration will come as a thought, but the intuition will come as a feeling. You might have an empathic ability where you can feel what other people are feeling. The inspiration may say, look at that person over there. And then the empathic ability will be, you can feel what they're feeling. So the inspiration comes as a thought, but the empathic abilities are more feeling-based. I have a, a little other question. Excellent. Yes. Uh, about your intro, you talk about uh, parts uh, part of, uh, I don't know if you said that, but when we hear uh, a part of me doesn't like to do that, uh, another part of me will want to do that. Is that a kind of a victim uh, approach? I mean, for me, I'm, whole, I'm a whole uh, person. I never said that, say that, but I don't know. When I hear someone say, saying that, I say, oh, you're not half of you or half of the something. Imagine your entire reality, your entire life is a circle of light. And within that circle of light, there are little light bulbs, hundreds of little light bulbs. And each light bulb represents how you feel about yourself in a certain area of your life. If it's brightly lit, you are at a high vibration in regard to that aspect. And you perceive yourself from a very high perspective with regard. So you might be doing really, really well in your career. And that light is fully on and you're fully confident and you understand what you're doing and your capabilities and perceive that everyone else sees you the same way. And they do because that's how you perceive yourself. So your reflections there in that one aspect of your life are all feedback supporting your high vibrational level. So it's all love-based feedback. But now you're in relationships and you don't have a partner, you don't really want to go out there and meet anyone, you're spending a lot of time alone, but you're longing for something. But the fear prevents you from acting or the limiting beliefs prevent you from acting to go out and meet people. In that case, that part of you is your perception of yourself in more fear. And so the light bulb is dimly lit in that area. Another could be your health. You might be perfectly fit, exercise every day, feel great in your body, but you might look at your finances and somehow, even though you're doing so well in your career, somehow there's nothing in your checkbook. There might be a million aspects of you, every single area of your reality. And some lights are turned on and some lights are dimmer. You will say, I don't like going to parties or I can't seem to handle money or I'm excellent in my job, or I'm in perfect physical condition for my age. You see, uh, that aspect of me is different than other aspects of me. But of course, it's one unified holistic consciousness that is you. It's just how you're perceiving yourself from a higher or lower perspective on every subject in your life. Now, when you do a boot camp, when you do an Ascension experience, what you're doing is looking at all areas of your life and you're raising the vibration in each area to see yourself as perfect, to see your life as perfect. So if you were to say, I'm not good with finances, my evidence is I've had a bankruptcy, I have terrible credit, I never have any leftover cash available even though I make all this money and I'm just not good at that, that's looking at yourself from a limited perspective. 
raise your perspective and that must show a new reality. You don't control or effort any part of it. You don't force yourself to save money. You don't try and get a second job. You don't do any of these things. That's controlling your reality. What you do is you endeavor to process your limiting beliefs and to see yourself from a higher perspective as perfect in that area. Once you accept that you're perfect, even though the evidence doesn't show it, the evidence will show it. The evidence will come because the evidence is a reflection of your perception of reality until you change your perception first. The universe reacts to your vibration. You change your vibration and the reality that you attract is different, is based on that higher, higher or lower vibration. So it's always this work of vibration in all areas of your life, because all areas of your life are perfect now. All areas of you are perfect now. There's no way you can improve at all. It's impossible to improve upon perfection. You just don't realize it. You just don't see it. Your perception of yourself is the thing that causes all limitations and all dissatisfaction and fear. Raise that perception of yourself first then your mirror that is your reality reflects back something new to you. You can't ask the mirror to reflect back something different than what is shining into the mirror. You have to be different. You can't want to have a different reflection where you have a brand new haircut and hair color until you go out and get the haircut and the hair color. You have to change that vibration and you change that vibration not by doing anything, other than coming to this neutral state of alignment, receiving inspiration, noticing the fear, and pushing past that fear to have an expansive experience. That expansive experience then adds to your vibration, changes your perception, raises your perspective, if you understand how this process works. It's a simple process. It's very basic. Your reality is a reflection of how you see yourself in every single area of your life. If you're going to say to yourself, I'm just not good with money, or I'm just not good at relationships, you're going to notice that the reflection reflects that back perfectly. If you were to say, I'm perfect at it, at all these things, in order to change your reality, well, then you're just controlling. You literally have to see it first. But how are you going to see that first? How are you going to see it first? because you have to change first before that you get a new reality. You have to do something first. How are you gonna do it? You don't know how to do it, but the universe does. Your inner self does, source does. And how you do it is come to a level of alignment, of peace with it, of acceptance, of neutrality, and say, okay, this is the life I have now. These are the reflections I'm getting now. This is the feedback that I'm getting. In this area, from my limited perspective, it seems like it's not going well. And this area from my limited perspective seems like it's going well. The human in me wants to effort and struggle and work on those areas in order to improve them so that the conditions will change and I'll feel better. Doesn't work. From the non-physical perspective, you must understand the perfection of this mirror that is your reality, except that it is the culmination of the vibration you've been offering. Accept it. All right, that's just the vibration. I can't do anything to change my vibration on my own because that's effort and control. That's all based in fear. 
So I just have to come to this idea of acceptance, not settling, just accepting that this is where I am. And there's nothing wrong with the mirror. The mirror's perfect. So there's nothing wrong that the mirror is showing me I don't have any money in my bank account. There's nothing wrong with that. That's perfect because that's my vibration. I have to accept it's perfect. In accepting it's perfect, I open myself up to inspiration. Inspiration is going to come and I'm going to feel fear. I'm not going to want to do the thing I'm inspired to do only because of the limiting belief there that pops up the fear. But if I take an action, I'm going to expand in that area, raise my vibration, and then see it differently, and the mirror changes. That's the only way to change that mirror. No amount of effort and struggle will ever make you feel the way you want to feel. It's all acting on inspiration. The universe is designed to bring you these ideas that will enhance your perception of yourself, and then a new reality is formed. Thank you very much. It's perfect, and my life is perfect, too, with you, John. Thank you. We have time for one quick question. One silly question should be the silliest question in the history of the universe. Who has that question? Joshua. Kim. I, hi. I, um, so I was wondering about uh, you as a group of non-physical entities. If you have all gone through the earth schools, so to speak, or if you have an aspect of you in the earth school now, or can you talk about that? What would you say if we told you that we were all graduates of earth school and that we all got awards and have our degrees and now we come back to teach you? Or what if we were to say that we've never been, we've never been physical ever. That would cloud your perspective because from your perspective, you say, oh, I'm only going to want to learn by masters who have mastered this thing that I'm struggling with because otherwise they don't have anything to offer me. Or I would never be taught by someone who has absolutely zero experience in what I'm going through because that would be, they wouldn't know what they're talking about. But what if there was no prior experience? Well, can you imagine if there was no prior experience of physical reality that the entities relaying their perspective wouldn't be clouded by the duality and the limiting beliefs and all these things that you see from your perspective. So possibly those who have never been physical could be the best teachers ever. But what we are is a culmination or a combination of many, 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 many various experiences. Some have never come to physical reality. Some have been many times. Some are new, some are old. Together combined with all of your inner selves and all of those who are in the family of teachers, we form simply to ask the questions you're asking and nothing more. And we simply do it from our perspective. Does it have any validation? Maybe not at all. Maybe there is no benefit to this perspective, but maybe there is. Maybe there is. And maybe if you tried it for yourself and had some experience with it and saw that, yeah, if you process limiting beliefs and you clear up your mental construct, then you gain clarity and the clarity simply makes it easier to stay in alignment. And in alignment, you receive inspiration and you realize that fear is popping up, but you've acted on enough inspiration to at least be having this conversation, ask this question, if not so much more. That experience then, that experience that you've had, that's what teaches. 
you've actually had the experience of pushing past fear and taking a trip and having that expansive experience. It may not have been exactly what you thought it was going to be, but it was perfect in every way. Sometimes you saw it as perfect and sometimes you thought it should be different than it is. So that experience of going through that journey that was that vacation expanded your awareness of who you are. Whether you consciously understand it or not, it was an expansive experience. Well, that's the only thing you're here for. You're here for these expansive experiences. The more expansive experiences are the more exciting ones. The more you can see everything from the perspective that we're offering, the easier every experience will be. The more you understand about your own alignment, the less often you're going to act on urges to change and control conditions and separate yourself from your reality. But is this going to change anything? Is this going to get you the things you think you want? Is this going to get you the ideal you have in your mind? Absolutely not. Because those ideals and outcomes and preferences and man-made desires are always based from a limited perspective of not knowing what you will know in the non-physical of not knowing what you will know in five years, of not having all the information that you will have as you expand, you see? So we just say, let go of those things as much as you can. You don't know what you want. You think you know what you want and you think that getting that will make you happy, will make you fulfilled, make you satisfied. It won't. You know that because of your own past experiences. You think that controlling someone will make them different than they are and therefore solve your fear. You know that doesn't work. You've had experience with it. See, we have lots of words to give you, but until you take action and have experiences, you don't expand. So we can't do anything to expand, of course, by shaping your mental construct or helping you ease that mental construct a bit. You will raise your vibration and you'll have more confidence, you'll have more clarity, but it's always the experiences. So we come to bring forth ideas that allow you to go through these experiences in the ease and joy, to have more and more and more experiences, to do more, be more, and have more, to know yourself more, because that's the intention you had prior to your birth. And that intention has called us forth. Without that intention, those questions, these, these desires, true desires, you wouldn't be listening to us now and we wouldn't have anything to say now. We would be missing in your reality. The mere fact that we're in your reality means that you created us from your own perspective. You created us. Now, as a perfect being that you are, wouldn't we be created in perfection as well? So no matter if we're new to this or old to this or better or worse or good or bad, we are perfect for you from your perspective and how you perceive us is different than how everyone else on the planet perceives us. It's unique to you. So every word we say, every strategy we offer, every tip only comes to you through your lens that's created by your mental construct. As that lens gets clearer and clearer and clearer, you hear more of what we say. You wish we were different less you see our perfection more. We never, ever, ever drop our focus on your perfection. There's nothing you could do to improve. You are perfect as you are. Once you see 
yourself through our eyes, see your own perfection, you'll give up your all your self-imposed limitations. So endeavor to see yourself through our, our eyes. Endeavor to see yourself through source's eyes. Endeavor to see yourself through your inner self's eyes. This entire consciousness of the universe focused on you seeing only your perfection. The only person in the entire universe who can't see your own perfection is you. Everyone else sees it. And with that, we are complete. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. All right. I really hope you found that episode interesting. There's a lot going on there. You might have to, uh, you know, listen to it another time, one or two more times. Um, but essentially, creating your reality has to start with acceptance, of course. We all know that. We have to understand that when we're not in acceptance, when we're either too high or too low, we are distracted from our alignment. And in alignment is where we get the inspiration. That inspiration leads to a higher perspective when you're able to push past the fear and act on inspiration. And that higher perspective is a higher vibration and that changes your reality. So what we're trying to do now is just receive inspiration through alignment, push past the fear, act on those inspired ideas, go through the experience and expand. The expansion causes the change, change in your reality because your reality is nothing more than a mirror to where your vibration is now. It has nothing to do with anything, any of the outside conditions. It's always based on your vibration. And as we process limiting beliefs, we raise our vibration. As we push past fear, we raise our vibration. So this is the whole key to everything. We can't effort and struggle at all. It has to be in ease and in joy, in alignment, and that will lead to a preferred reality. So thanks again for being here. Remember to share this episode with your friends. This is a really powerful one, and I think it can help a lot of people. The more people who can see this, the better. And of course, um, like and subscribe and leave a review and all that wonderful stuff. Review is the best thing you could do to help us, uh, aside from telling your friends. So if you can do both those things, that'd be wonderful. Stop right now and just write it and let people know what you think. So thanks again for being here, and we'll see you next time. Bye.